0: Welcome
1: to the Reporter Podcast with Bo Berman.
0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Reporter, the podcast that delves into the minds and lives of broadcast news reporters and anchors, delivering a behind-the-scenes look at their careers, methods, best practices, and personal stories from the trenches of journalism. And sometimes we even talk to former TV news reporters and anchors, or even uh, print reporters, and in this case, that is someone named Danielle Wallace. But first, this message from our sponsor. This episode of The Reporter Podcast is sponsored by Layer Origin Natural Supplements. Layer Origin is based in Ithaca, New York, a few minutes from Cornell University, which is where the company founders met when they were food science PhDs. They decided to team up a few years ago and try to innovate their way towards some solutions for the most common health problems. They were tired of seeing their relatives, and in some cases even themselves, have to turn to expensive and dangerous prescription drugs for common problems like high cholesterol, blood sugar issues, and digestive problems as well as many more. So, after three years of research and development, patents, and trademarks, these scientists launched Layer Origin in February 2020, just as the pandemic was beginning. But their newest product is called HMO Prebiotic Plus Probiotic, and it is the ultimate gut health solution, combining 100 billion CFUs of probiotic with 1,000 milligrams of prebiotic. And if you know what you're talking about, you know that probiotic needs prebiotic to work. For more information on Layer Origin, go to www.layerorigin.com. And reporter listeners can use the code 15reporter to save 15% off their order. So that's L-A-Y-E-R-O-R-I-G-I-N.com. And the code is 15reporter. R-P-R-T-R. On this episode of The Reporter Podcast, I am talking with former news reporter, Danielle Wallace, who is now out of the industry. She has started her own company called Kail Media Publishing, LLC, which is a boutique digital marketing agency that specializes in brand storytelling. So brand story plus website copywriting, custom launch copywriting, strategic social media engagement and plenty of other services as well. Uh, Danielle also is the founder and editor of Memoirs of a Virtuous Woman, which is a online and print publication. Um, and she previously was a news reporter, general assignment reporter, uh, in Montgomery, Alabama, as well as beginning her career in TV at WTVY, which is in Dothan, Alabama. Uh, in November of 2014 when she started there and she's a graduate of Troy University. So I found Danielle on Twitter somehow uh, a few weeks ago and was interested in basically her Twitter biography because it kind of reminded me of my own, somebody who has made the switch from television news reporting into sort of uh, marketing, the marketing space and branding, um, which is what I'm now doing myself. And so I was very interested to talk to Danielle about making that transition, why she made it, if she had any tips, advice, and also about her years as a television reporter. So without further ado, here's my interview with Danielle Wallace. Let's talk about, um, you have a background in um, in television. Can you talk about that a bit?
1: Yeah, so um, background in TV news. Um, I worked in news for about nearly seven years at two different stations uh, in Central and Southeast Alabama. The first station um, that I worked at was in Dothan, Alabama. The second one, it was WTBY News 4. The second station was Alabama News Network, CBS 8 in Montgomery, Alabama, the capital um, here in Alabama. both of those stations, did a lot of shooting, writing, editing my video, had a photographer at my second station for a little while before um, venturing out. Uh, So uh, a little bit more about my background. I am a graduate of Troy University. Um, Troy is known, you know, as the International University. Um, So I went there because of their broadcast journalism program. It was known as one of the best in the state so um that's where i went to school graduated with broadcast journalism degree and i minored in communication studies which involves like a lot of strategic stuff a lot of research and stuff like that so it kind of complemented you know what i would be doing in news and it also definitely complements what i do now so that's a little bit about my background
0: (laughs) yeah it's great um And so is that something that you had always wanted to do since you were a child, you know, given that you majored in broadcast journalism or how did how did that come about?
1: Yeah. So ever since when I was a child, as far as I can remember, I would tell my parents, hey, um, you know, basically when I grow up, I want to be a reporter. I want to do the news or something like that. Um, I don't know why. love to read i love to write and like you know i would just i don't know i was just drawn to news in some type of way and i love like learning new information you know just on my own i thought okay you know this is something that i want to do i knew that at a very young age um and like when i was in high school i was like okay i know i want to go to school i know what i want to do so yeah i always wanted to do that
0: (laughs) awesome So when, um, how long have you been, uh, when did you make the switch uh, out of television news?
1: So I made the switch out of news um, in October of last year. Um, It was something that was on my mind for a very long time, for years and years actually, but I uh, made the switch October of last year. And um, let's see, I guess like I thought about this (laughs) basically while I was working in news the entire time, I was probably getting my feet wet into what I wanted to do in the future. I didn't know when, I didn't know how, I didn't know how it was going to come about, but I knew like on the back end, like I would, like even in college, I would freelance write for some publications. And um, also I have a Christian women's website where I would I would have contributors and i would do all the digital marketing for it and um i turned it into a physical magazine it's more so online now but no i was getting my feet wet doing the things that i wanted to do in the future so i was doing that like the whole entire time (laughs) working in news like side hustling or what you want to call it
0: yeah yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. um so the question i have is um What do you think led you to um, not go straight into the more digital media marketing, um, you know, content creation route, like straight from out of high school versus taking sort of the detour and going into broadcast news first. And the reason I ask is because I think a number of people now are kind of, kind of doing that same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think it's that in the last like five to 10 years Things have changed so much, um, you know, in the popularity of social media and all of that, or the accessibility of going live, you know, from your phone, but in your own words, you know, why do you think you did TV news first, if you were then going, you know, but then the whole time you were kind of thinking about the content creation and social media. uh, What do you, you know, what, what do you think led to that?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So definitely things have changed since then. Um, when I got my start in news, it was probably what 2013, and um, when I was in college, of course things were not like they were now. It's not definitely not the same. And of course, like why would I? Why did I go into TV news first? Uh, you know, I just love news in general. Hey, this is what I want to do. When I was in school, I would. Not only did I volunteer for the student station, I um, I wrote for the student newspaper, did the you know radio stuff at school or whatnot. But I just knew that I wanted to go into news. Um, I like TV a little bit more, <laughs> but I love writing. I love information and all of that. Um, and I think that I went that route because you know digital marketing and all of that it wasn't as popular. Um, as it is now and it's just it wasn't the same even so now like I noticed like even entrepreneurship was not as popular then um as it is now like I noticed that my um my alma mater they came up with um I guess like a program for kids if they want to go into entrepreneurship that's something that they would not have done probably like 10 years ago, five years ago. But I guess they see like the need, the demand, the interest. And so things have changed. They actually, um, in the communications department, I think they added more so like digital media and stuff too since I left. So I guess it's, you know, it's more popular um, now.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um... And how much uh, did it take any bravery for you to leave TV, you know, maybe a comfort zone or or by the time you were done, were you just done? Was it easy?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it took a lot of bravery. Um, Definitely a lot of bravery, a lot of courage, a lot of, you know... I know what I need to do. <laughs> it's either okay. I know what I need to do, or I'm going to stay here. And of course, we know in news, if you sign another contract, that's going to be another two or four years, depending on what you're doing. And it's like, okay, do I want to do this? Do I want to stay here at this station for another two or four years? Do I want to move to another um, another station? But it's like, you know, as you get older, you you know, you don't want to waste any time as far as knowing what you want what you need to do definitely took a lot of bravery um i remember when i turned in my i guess like two weeks notice resignation. i mean i love my station um my news director was awesome and i was definitely afraid to do that it's like hey are you really doing this do you really want to leave news behind <laughs> like this is it <laughs> so i remember i typed it up and um printed out it probably stayed in my desk like a couple of days because I was like scared I was like okay this is it no you're actually doing this (laughs) you're gonna leave news behind Uh, but definitely it took a lot of courage because I guess like you have to really think deep down inside okay you know what you need to do it's either do it or um, look back years later and kind of regret it like I should have, you know, or what would have happened if I, if I, um, if I would have done that. So definitely a lot of, um, you definitely have to have a lot of courage to, to actually like jump and do something like that.
0: Yeah. I think making a change, you know, some people don't do it. Some people never do it. They they're too afraid and, and they're too comfortable and, you know, sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't for them, but yeah, I mean, it does take, I think some amount of courage to make a big change like that. One thing I always liked about TV news was that it, it, well, in some ways it was bad, those contracts, those two and three and four year contracts, because it limited you, you know, you, you were stuck, mm-hmm. but in another weird way, it was kind of good because it was these forced points where you had to really self-evaluate, you know, where you were in life. And, you know, do I want to stay here? Do I want to move? Do I want to even stay in the business? Whereas in other careers, sometimes, you know, there is no contract term. You're just, you just start working somewhere, you go to your cubicle, and you're, you might be there for 10 years. And then, you know, it takes some external force to make you uh, think about what you're actually doing with your life every day. Whereas with news, you know, every two or three years, they, you know, there's, a, you get nervous, and you're like, Oh, my God, you know, I might not even be living in this city uh, next year, you know, if I if I switch jobs next month, you know, if, if I if I leave, so um, it, it was kind of powerful, I kind of hated it and loved it at the same time. Um, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely agree.
1: These? It, it, it kind of forces you to do an evaluation of, okay, what's next? Um, like, you know, it just forces you to do an evaluation um, of what you, you know, what you want to do. And I mean, you know, when you start in news, you know, you get older and you're like, okay, this is what I need now in the future. Um, it's not the same as when you were um, younger, like your, your mindset changes.
0: Yeah, it it is true for a lot of people it changes to a point where you don't, you know, it's not really tenable anymore to keep living that lifestyle. I mean, when you're 21 and 22 and 23, a lot of people are totally fine with picking up and moving, you know, to a different city or a different state. A lot of people are totally fine with staying up really late or all night or getting up really early. You know, you basically often have very few attachments and, you know, things that you need to be responsible for. But, you know, fast forward eight to 10 years and suddenly, you know, you, you might uh, be dating someone or have a family or, you know, just need need to make more money or um, not want to work on the weekends or on Christmas Day. So, you know, certainly a lot can change for people. So let's talk exactly. about now um, what you are doing now, you know, what you left news to do. Let's talk about your, your current business. How do you, you know, pay the bills? You know, what do you do for a living?
1: All right. So, yeah, um, right now I have a, I guess, some uh, boutique content marketing business where I help um, brands, um, what I say, flip their facts into cohesive sales driven narratives. So a lot of copywriting, a lot of website copy, email copy, like their sales page copy for either products or services, um, blog content, their social media content, like all things writing I do. And i um, that's how i help them like a variety of different um businesses um uh, service-based product-based nonprofits, um and i actually i started doing it i probably like like probably a year um before i left news i actually Got really serious about doing it because I knew, <laughs> I knew what was gonna happen next. So as far as my contract, so I got really serious about it, like probably a year before, and um, I've been in business since when June of uh, officially in business June of 2019. So just a little over a year, uh, and you know I've learned a lot. Um, it gives me joy. I like writing for these different businesses um, because, you know, I'm still, I'm still giving an impact with my words out there for people, you know, clarifying their message so they can make an impact in turn of their customers or um, clients. So that's what I do.
0: (laughs) Yeah, very cool. Um, How much did, you know, being, having the skills of, you know, being a journalist um, help you, you know, did they translate into this line of work now?
1: Yeah, so a lot of a lot of skills from news transferred. So for one, communication, I'm big on communication. Um, at one part, while I was working as a reporter, I was a bureau reporter. So for two years, I was you know bureau reporter. You're in a small town, everything's on you, and of course you have to have that constant you know communication with people and trust with your news station, and um, so communications a big thing. Which is something that I definitely do with my clients. Um, make sure I have good communication with them, making sure they have good communication with me, making sure that things are clear so that we're all on the same page. Another um, skill that definitely transferred, um, you know, is I guess having a good eye for like quality, like visuals and stuff like that. You know, of course, I've shot my own stuff, so I was always making sure that stuff looked a certain way and um i guess like my last year in news i worked with amazing photographer one of my favorite photographers and he was always on point with his video so of course good visuals that's something that's transferred i always make sure my client's stuff is on point when it comes to like their social media graphics or their photos uh, what else um let's say of course, writing, <laughs> um, that's a big part of it. Um, making sure that, you know, you get like a good, you, you grab people's attention, you know, right off the bat, uh, when it comes to certain stuff, you know, do it, did a lot of that in news and it definitely transfers, you know, into what I do now.
0: Yeah. makes sense. <laughs> um, and what is your, um, I, I think I came across you on, um, social media on Twitter, maybe, um, And I then looked up your Instagram page and I was impressed Mm -hmm. by it um, by like the organization of it and sort of the cleanliness (laughs) of it, you know, in a sense, like how, you know, um, good it looked, the structure of it. Um, What is the, what is the Instagram handle again?
1: Oh yeah. So the Instagram handle is Cayo Media Publishing. That's the name of my business. Um, And how do you you Spell
0: it for people who want to look it up?
1: Yeah. So cha Y i l m e d i a p u b l i s h i n g.
0: Great, great. and and so you know you um, you I think you have like over a thousand followers on there. and and so if you could talk a little bit about like how did you grow the Instagram page from scratch and what is your philosophy with it in terms of the layout and the color schemes you use? Um, and then, yeah, if you could just talk about that for a little bit, because I I just find it fascinating.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, all right. So I think I started, um, the page probably like over a year ago, um, while I was working in news, I was like probably going back and forth in my head. Okay. Should I start this, this business Instagram page now, or should I wait? And I was like, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And I guess like, the way that, you know, if you go to it and you see the layout of it, you're like, oh, this looks pretty cool and neat or whatnot. I learned a lot about how to do that from um, doing the Instagram page for um, the digital magazine that I have. I used to play around with that all the time, like all the time, used to play around with it to make it look a certain way. Because again, like, I love like a good aesthetic when it comes to stuff. I love stuff like to look a certain way, like, not have it all over the place, and then in terms of the colors and the fonts, I wanted it to, I guess, like match my website, and I wanted, I guess, I wanted it to be different because I was like, okay, you know, the online space is very crowded, and I was like, okay, whenever someone sees my stuff, I want them to remember, oh, you know, that's kayo Media Publishing. Uh, so the fonts, like in a typewriter font, of course, I'm a writer, so you know, I wanted that to be out there, the colors, probably like a goal, it's like, you know, a combination of goals, um, neutral colors, and gray, so I wanted to match the website, and I wanted everything to, like, flow and be cohesive in that way, and I guess in terms of, like, you know, um, growing it to where it is now, because, you know, really and truly, it's very, it probably is difficult trying to grow, like, a social media platform when it comes to, like, a digital marketing business so like in terms of what I post when like day-to-day or whatnot or whenever I post I try to make sure that it's engaging for people like whether it's a combination of tips or um, something that people can relate to or something like that um, I try to make sure that it's really engaging and I also try to make sure that I kind of show off okay how I write like okay you know people like oh I like the way you write your stuff I like the way you put your stuff together this is what's um drawing me to you I would like to see how I can work with you I've had people do that like they'll even go to my personal Instagram account and do the same thing because I like I try to be very intentional about stuff like that because I'm like people you never know who you're going to attract like if 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 they want you to write their stuff for you, or they want you to put together something for them. It's like, okay, she does her stuff. Well, I'm pretty sure she can do mine well too. So I guess like I go into it with being very intentional about what I post on there and how it's laid out.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. And how important, I mean, for the growth of it, are you, are you using hashtags? Like, is that, is that important for the growth of it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I always use hashtags, um, you know, whether it's related to the topic that I'm posting about, related to, okay, um, what I do, just a combination of hashtags that are relevant. Um, I also try to give people like a call to action, you know, whether it's, you know, DM me for, you know, if you, if you have questions about something or comment below or save this post, especially if I'm giving some type of tips or something like that. So and yeah that's that's a big part of it um people will be amazed if you use like hashtags uh the right way like the way you're supposed to use them you'll be amazed at the you know the people that um end up connecting with you
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it is kind of amazing and it's funny because like hashtags are kind of out of style right now on twitter i noticed like if you use them on there it's that's kind of over. But on Instagram, they're still a really big thing for discovery and, you know, nobody bats an eye. And, um, I think they let you do 30 of them per post. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as long as you kind of do it neatly and tuck them down below or put them in a comment, you know, it's totally Mm -hmm. fine. I recently started using an app, um, for the business I'm a part of now where I'm running the Instagram page called Caption Writer. Um, and there's a lot of apps like this that you can find, but, you know, it, it just makes it really easy, easy for you to, um, do the hashtags really quickly and, you know, has a search function of, you know, which ones are the most popular. And, um, it just made it so much easier to do from what I was doing before, which was like doing it all manually. And it just,
1: <laughs> right. Probably, yeah. That's the way most of us did it. Like in the beginning, it was like, Oh, this is a lot of work. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm, I'm a little late to the party, but it, it uh, one of these apps, you know, can definitely be, um, helpful. And, and the hashtag discovery is, is definitely a real thing on Instagram. I don't know how big of a thing it really is on, you know, like Facebook, it seems kind of mixed, but not really a good thing. Right. It's
1: not, yeah, it's not really helpful on Facebook. I don't think people use it on Facebook like that. Cause I guess like on Facebook, whenever you want to search for something, you just type whatever it is in the search box versus, versus, um, hashtags. But I think like hashtags, you know, originated on Twitter. That's what they, where they came from. And now it's more so used on Instagram, which is interesting.
0: For sure. Um, so what was the, you know, you, you left TV news, you, you decided to do this. Did you have to, you know, uh, save up money for a while, which can be difficult for a lot of people to actually save, or did you have to like take out a business loan or was it pretty low starting capital because you were really just, you know, using your brain power of, you know, being able to write for people. Could you Mm -hmm. just briefly talk about, you know, the, the challenges of starting money, starting out with, you know, what money you started out with?
1: Yeah. So definitely, um, using a lot of <laughs> what you, you know, your brain power because, or whatnot, uh, definitely had to save up. I think like, like I said, probably like a year before I knew my contract was up is when I was like, okay, you know what you, you know, what you plan on doing, you know, you have to save up. So I think I like, I rounded up, tried to round up as many clients as I could, you know, and try to make myself visible. I think that's probably when I was probably started being visible on social media, probably. And um, I made sure that I was getting as many clients as I could, which required a lot of staying up late (laughs) and doing work because I was like a nightside reporter and I would get off at like, what, 1030 and I probably would stay up probably like, I don't know. Two, three o'clock in the morning some nights trying to do my work i mean i had to do what i had to do um and the money that i was making from clients i would put that aside and just save it save it save it and um just continue to use my my regular job money as is and just save 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 because i knew what i wanted to do and i you know that's my advice for anyone just you know you have this job you plan on, you know, venturing out doing something else, just, you know, prepare, like just save, don't even touch it, you know, just pretend like it's not even there. That's what I did, you know, only like invested probably in like, you know, the things that I needed, like expenses to use for the business that I, you know, to operate, but I didn't like spend it on um, things that I just wanted. I would just save it and pretend that it wasn't there.
0: Sure. Yeah. So it sounds like you, you know, you kind of got a little bit of a head start. So while you were finishing up your TV reporter career, you, you know, kind of launched the business on the side quietly. Um, How quiet did you have to be? I mean, I know in the past when I tried to start a podcast, when I was still a TV reporter, the management of the station said, said, no, you know, you're not allowed to do that. Um, which I thought was kind of silly, but you know, there were there were quite a few things I tried to do actually when I was still a reporter that they said no to. There was also a movie that was casting and they wanted someone who was a real life reporter to play a reporter in the movie. And I was really excited about it, and the station told me I couldn't do it. You know, there were all these things I tried to do. I was always always had my hand in something. I was trying to do something else, and they always said no. Um, did you face any of that, or was your station pretty cool with it, or did they just not know about it and you figured, ah, eh, you know, I'm just gonna right. do this?
1: right so i didn't um go to and then <laughs> you know i didn't it didn't come across in my mind. oh you have to um you know ask permission or something it didn't come across my mind but one thing i did do i did look into my contract and i was like is there anything in here <laughs> i didn't know like let me be on the safe side. i went back looking through it to make sure that there wasn't anything in there um you know, that says, oh, you can't do this, you know, how you have the wording in there about not, um, what, none compete and all that, and I wanted to see if there was some type of language in there, but it wasn't, and um, yeah, and I I guess, like, I kind of used my brain, like, okay, this really doesn't even impact them in any type of way, so, right yeah I, I already knew I was like this This doesn't impact them in any type of way I knew that okay if I was doing something else like using my voice in any type of way or um you know presenting myself like on camera for I don't know like a local somebody local or something like that I think it would be different but yeah <laughs> I knew that okay I'm just writing and um yeah it wasn't it wouldn't bother them in any type of way.
0: Good, good. Well, that makes it easier. Um, so we, you know, at some point in this journey, I, you know, assume, you know, definitely definitely had zero clients at one point, there was a point where you had none. So what was the secret to getting your first three to five clients?
1: Uh, yeah. So um, when I first started, all right, so I was on and maybe you've heard of this site. It's called Fiverr. There are a couple of freelance sites out there like Fiverr and Upwork. And I was I was wondering, okay, you know, I went on there initially to get someone to do some other work for me. And I was like, Danielle, you need to create your own profile. (laughs) And this is how you're gonna get clients. So created my own profile on there. And um, I think I was, uh, how did I get my first client? I, someone messaged me and they were wanting someone to write their social media captions for them. And they were like an app, like a startup app. And I was like, of course, so, you know, what I did was like, I guess to to convince them at the time, because I didn't have like a whole portfolio at the time. Like I actually, I spent like, after they messaged me, I think I spent like the next 20 minutes, like coming up with some sample captions for them. I was like, yeah. And so (laughs) what happened was after I started doing work for them, um, the person that was over it, she told her friend that was also starting a business about me and I started getting her and it it just started from there you know you just kept on building and building from there so those that's why I got my first couple of clients um and then like on those types of sites you know once you complete work for one person you know you have these different levels or whatnot you get more visibility to your profile so I think that played a part in as well and like the reviews or whatnot
0: yeah absolutely yeah those those websites are huge and i've i've also you know dabbled into those and um have done you know some voice stuff on fiverr you know it's amazing how many people want to pay for a a tv news voice which i'm not using right now but you know we can all turn on (laughs) our tv voice um right well just some people especially it seems like teenage boys love um paying, paying to, uh, have a news voice in their like rap song or in their, uh, their video game thing. So uh, yeah, this
1: yeah. Is, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it, is,
0: it has been a funny, uh, thing to do. Um, something I kind of started doing after I left TV in 2019. Um, but yeah, so, so what percentage of your, um, current clients would you say are coming through, you know, from, um, Fiverr or Upwork or a freelance site versus not coming from there?
1: yeah so i'm not like on fiverr as much as i was in the beginning some people still message me um, from there so it's like probably a small percent probably um because i'm not as on there like logged on there as much or whatnot i guess like these days i get like a lot of clients from instagram actually from instagram from linkedin linkedin is really good um a lot of people you know i always tell people don't sleep on linkedin because it's not is definitely not the same as it was 10 15 years ago when you would just go on there like to find a like a corporate job um, there are people on there looking for creative people. So definitely, I get clients from there. LinkedIn, um, Instagram, sometimes my Facebook business page, a lot of social media, and then like word of mouth, like, you know, past clients, previous clients that, you know, that work with you, and they're like, okay, someone referred me to you. Or every once in a while, someone might come to my website, and I'm not sure how they found me. But yeah, that's how I get most of my clients these days.
0: Awesome. Um, So right now, you know, like financially, you know, without getting too invasive, but do you, are you like, do you feel like either currently or within the next couple of years, you'll be able to, you know, kind of match the earnings that you had as a TV reporter or exceed them even?
1: Yeah. So I actually, (laughs) you know, I made a goal for myself um, before I left news. I was like, um, I want to match what I'm making. Um, at the station before I leave and I was able to do that Um, like I was very intentional about that and then after that it just continued to go you know in a good direction because I was like okay you know I'm saving I'm saving but one thing I do want is to match what I'm making at the station and I was able to do that so of course yeah Uh, and you know you always you always have these goals continually after that so I was on the right track before I left because I wanted to feel, I wanted to feel comfortable in, you know, as far as the decision that I was making.
0: Sure. Um, and do you, have there been any lessons, you know, you've, you've probably had to be largely like self-taught over the last couple of years of, you know, how to, how to do this, how to run your own business and, and, you know, copywriting all this. Is there any like lessons or tools that you've um, picked up in the last year and a half that, you think like if you had them now or if you had them back when you were a reporter, they actually would have helped? Like, is there any, is there any advice you would give your, your old reporter self five years ago? You know, just, I don't know, just about like how to grow on social media or, or maybe not, you know, I'm just trying to think like, you know, obviously you took some of the skills from being a reporter and applied them to this. I'm wondering if there's any skills from this that somebody could re- apply to being a reporter
1: yeah absolutely uh, let's see definitely in terms of social media um when i was a reporter i think i used to get caught caught up in like the day-to-day task of being a reporter but i would kind of like neglect my social media because you know at most stations you know management requires you to you know tease your story um you know post to the web when you're done and you get caught up in all this day-to-day stuff it's like oh I forgot to tweet a photo of my story or tease my stuff before the newscast or you'll probably be like oh at the end of the day I'm tired <laughs> do I really have to you know uh, you know share something else to social media or um, you know let me go ahead and write my web story before I forget it. But like, if I could give anybody, I guess some advice, it would be like, I guess like to take those things, you know, more seriously, I guess, because, um, you know, you never know who it might reach. You know, I see that all the time working with clients. You just never know who this stuff might reach and how you could help someone because, yeah, that part, because I used to neglect it a lot. I used to forget, especially when I was a bureau reporter. It was just like, okay, Danielle, you need to have a story today. I, that's all on you, Like because I was by myself. And, you know, you're responsible for it. And it's like, okay, get it done. And so you can, so the day can be over and you just forget about stuff like that. But if I could give anybody advice about that, I'd be like, okay, just be more serious about it, and I guess take a few moments to actually do it versus, you know, forgetting it.
0: <laughs> right, right. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, there's, there's, you know, probably been hundreds, if not thousands of people in like history who've, you know, been in uh, journalism, broadcast journalism, and then at some point, you know, decided, okay, I'm gonna segue out of this, you know, for whatever reason, whether it was a family reason, a career, you know, business reason, whatever, money, time off, uh, passion, something. Um, but, you know, I think there's some people who end up doing it for 60 years, you know, their whole career and those people also might have doubts, you know, there might be a time when they're 40 years old or 50 years old and think, ah, you know, maybe I should get out of it. And then they end up staying in it because it truly is their passion. So the, the, what I'm leading up to is a question about like, let's say there's someone listening to this, who's, you know, been a reporter for four years and they're kind of not sure. They're like, should I keep going in this business or should I, know get out of it and pursue a different passion or start my own business in your eyes how does someone know you know when it's the right time to uh stick it out and and like stay with reporting or if it's time to like kind of abandon ship and and try something else
1: yeah uh very good question um i guess like you know me personally how how did i know it was time uh I knew that, you know, I wanted just a little bit more. <laughs> I just, I wanted a little bit more. I wanted to make a little bit more of an impact. It was, you know, I guess some people say if something doesn't really excite you anymore, for real, like it's time to make a change. And it, you know, and really and truly, it wasn't exciting as it as it was when, you know, I got my first job, like, you know, like, got your first job, you're like a kid, a kid in a candy shop, and you're like, oh, I want to do all these things, this is exciting, you know, breaking news, and all that, <laughs> like, breaking news, like, that was, like, I love breaking news, when it, when I first got in the news, I was like, okay, this is exciting, like, you know, adrenaline, and all that stuff, but then, at the end, it was like, no, this is, I can't do this, this is draining, this is, uh, this is, it's just too much, and then, like, um, the constant feeling of feeling like you're always on, I don't know, I just feel like I always had to be on, you know, you have your work phone, and you know, you just felt like, okay, I have to respond if someone emails me um, at a certain time, even though it's late at night, or even though my shift hasn't started yet, like, always felt like you're always on, but, you know, really and truly, I guess, if, if something's not, you know, satisfying you or really making you excited anymore. I think you should take a step back and, like, you know, think about you know why isn't this um, exciting to me anymore? Do I need to reevaluate what I want to do? And that you know, that's what I did. I um, it really wasn't exciting for me as much as it was when I first started. And I knew, okay, what I want to do in the future. So it was like you know. I just can't, you know, just sign another contract just to sign it, just to be like, okay, I want to continue doing news. It's like, I don't want, you know, don't want things to go to through a waste. You know, you went to school for this <laughs> and some people, you know, you might feel like, oh, I just don't want to waste the degree, but I definitely don't feel like I wasted mine um, because, you know, like I said, you know, skills that I had then definitely transferred now. So, you know, Everything I do to news, I would think has prepared me for now, literally everything, <laughs> you know, how to how to um, interact with people, how to handle different situations on your own, just communications, all of it. It, it definitely is transferred.
0: Excellent. Um, and what do you, you know, in terms of the way newsrooms operate, sometimes um, there can be things that as a reporter, you know, you notice and you think, wow, I wonder why management is doing this or why they're doing that. You know, if, if I were in charge, I might do it this way. Is there anything about, you know, the newsrooms you worked in that, you know, whether it's the culture or the way they gathered news or what they chose to cover that jumps to mind that you would maybe do differently if you were in charge?
1: Yeah, some things do come to mind. Uh, you know, I, I guess I, you know, sometimes you're the stories that you covered or whatnot, you know, you might have, you might have a really good story idea, but might not get out there because someone else might have a different opinion about it. And, you know, they might not give you that chance of getting that story out there, but you knew it was, you know, you knew it was. A good story. What I learned from that is you really got to, um, I guess, clearly uh, articulate to management why you think it's important, why you should, why it should be covered. Um, something else, you know, like um, communication, um, you know, that's, I think that's in a lot of newsrooms, like, you know, some things just get lost in the in the shuffle between assignment desk reporters photographers i think that that's that's a big thing that could change in a lot of newsrooms just based on conversations that i've had with other people that have worked in news that that's a big thing Um, and i guess like another big thing is you know realizing that you know at some stations that you know reporters can only do so much by themselves <laughs> um like uh right like shooting writing editing you know you learn a lot from it it's cool in the beginning you learn a lot from it but you know as you keep on going in news like there comes a point where okay all of this can't get done by you know by myself I need a photographer to collaborate with to flush this idea or this story out to make it the best that it can be. And I think, you know, communication and that knowing that someone can't, you know, do everything, those are those are very that's very important. And I think that a lot of people probably think that those two things could change. And if, you know, if I were, you know, if I were someone that was in charge or something like that, that's something that I would, you know, be mindful of.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. Um, speaking of teamwork, do you um, you know currently have any partners or staff in your you know uh, content creation, copywriting, social media business? And if not, do you you know hope to at some point or have plans to try to scale things up, or or are you kind of content with with where it is right now?
1: Yeah, so um, I currently have, just recently, probably like over a month or so, have one team member, and she's a young lady who does like all of, well, the graphics, social media graphics for my clients, so I started with her, and it took me a while to get there because it was like, you know, sometimes you have the mentality, oh, I can do this myself, or it's that mentality that I had in news because I did everything you know, you do all this stuff yourself and you're like, oh, I can handle this. And it's like, no, you got to hand this over to somebody else. You got to delegate this to somebody else to make sure that you're focusing on what you're writing. So I have one team member right now. And of course, you know, in the future, I hope to have a couple like, you know, a few more people. uh, Yeah, definitely have a vision of, more people that I can delegate certain tasks to definitely like a, a VA a virtual assistant that can handle like more administrative tasks because um you know that's something that a lot of people in business you know behind the scenes a lot of people don't know about that but that takes a lot of your time so yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> awesome yeah it's great you have <sighs> somebody um a team a teammate right now um very impressive you know what you've done in such a short amount of time um with the business overall uh yeah i, I there's a business book um called the e myth uh, revisited that i started reading recently and that's basically the concept of the entire book is basically that like you um you you can't do it yourself you know and so many people um start a business and they try to um do it themselves try to do every single thing themselves and it's just not really uh, possible to keep that up and will basically you know can drive you to failure if you continue to try to do that um so that was from the e-myth revisited sort of that concept um and I think I think we might have lost our connection I think
1: we've got frozen for a second (laughs) Um,
0: But yeah, no, I was just talking about the E-Myth Revisited, a book, which talks about basically the concept of, you know, people who, you know, maybe own like a a baker or people who, you know, they're a baker, they bake pies and they decide, okay, I'm actually going to open up my own bakery because there's nothing I love more than baking pies. But then they open it up and then they're like the baker. They're the only baker and they're there, you know, 20 hours a day. And so instead of like hiring somebody, they try to do everything themselves and they end up miserable because now they have to bake every day. They're no longer doing it for the joy of baking. And, you know, they're doing everything else as well, like the social media and, and the, you know, the, the accounting. And so basically, if you don't figure out a way to delegate, you know, it, it can be troubles. essentially what this book tells you. And I also had another quote that, that helped my mindset recently, which is um, if you're trying to start a business or you're trying to accomplish tasks within a business that you should ask, um, try to ask who, not how. And what they mean by that is, you know, let's say you have to do, you know, a ton of graphic design you probably should not spend the next, you know, 100 hours learning Photoshop or Adobe Illustrator because it'll just take way too much time. You know, you're not an expert. So the better question to ask versus like, how do I do Photoshop is, you know, who do I know who can do Photoshop or, you know, who can I hire? And, you know, the same can apply for a lot of different things, whether it's, you know, the graphics or um, uh, Facebook ads or, you know, something like that. Now it's a tricky thing because you do have to have enough money to pay somebody which you know I find to be perplexing sometimes because that's you know kind of a, a hidden aspect of that philosophy. But as long right. as, but you know sometimes you can bootstrap it or maybe you know somebody or you can trade services with a friend, and you know frankly for a lot of businesses that's why they should hire somebody like you for the copywriting aspect because you know it's probably not their forte and. You know, it's going to be a lot faster, a lot easier to just hire an expert versus you know trying to hack it themselves and maybe failing and, and messing it up and, and wasting too much time. So, yeah, some some interesting lessons. Um,
1: well, yeah, Absolutely. everything
0: you've done has been, uh, you know, from what I've seen, is very impressive. You know, to go from uh, you know, on-air TV reporter to launching your own business in basically less than you know a year and a half or two years, and uh, you know, a viable business, and you're bringing on um, employees and you know, it seems uh, very impressive, very cool what you're doing. And hopefully, um, like an inspiration to, you know, some people um, who hear this. And and again, you know, not to say that people who are in journalism should leave journalism. In fact, I hope more people go into journalism and um, stay in journalism. But there are, you know, it's just a fact that there's some people who have their doubts and are, you know, maybe not that passionate about it anymore. And maybe thinking about, leaving and getting into something new. And I think stories like yours can um, help to, you know, inspire them and show them that it is something that's uh, possible to do. Yeah. Um, So yeah, thanks for, you know, coming on the, uh, the reporter podcast.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was a pleasure being here. Uh, definitely a great opportunity to, you know, you know, share some inspiration to anyone out there that, you know, might be thinking something the same or similar. So I appreciate you for inviting me.
0: You're welcome. And before we before you go, um, where can people find you online? You know, one, I, you, you said your Instagram handle earlier, but you know, let us know what else what other um, social media sites and your handles and, and your website and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, so of course we mentioned Instagram. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn, I'm Danielle Wallace, um, my name, first and last name. I um, have a Facebook page, Facebook business page, which is the name of my business, Kyle Media Publishing. Um, my website is com.
0: Great. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully people um, check that out, you know, whether it's to hire you for some work or just to, you know, borrow some inspiration for whatever their uh, their venture is. And, and like I said, her uh, Instagram page is very cool, very well laid out and um, the, the color scheme and the aesthetics are very, very well done. So certainly something to be learned um, from that. So, well, yeah, Danielle, thanks again. Um, you know, obviously we connected through Twitter and I'm happy that we did and happy that you took the time to, uh, to do the, uh, the interview today.
1: Absolutely. I appreciate it. Um, Very much appreciate
0: it. Yeah. Best of luck to you uh, with everything moving forward. Thanks.
1: All righty. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Reporter Podcast with Bo Berman. Please share, subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts.